wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time, welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And uh, if you like to make a comment today, you can do that uh, by sending us a question or um, a thought to the phone number 0488880811. I always like to have you with us during this program. Uh, and if you send a text message, we'll uh, read it uh, live. And if you have a comment, we may engage in this way. Again, uh, you can do that by sending a text message on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and I will be very happy to uh, to have you with us today on this program. Now, uh, just uh, as I'm uh, organizing a couple of things today, because I. Um, Supposed to have with me um, a guest, but uh, it's not in the studio right um, yet. And I have a couple of guests which I was planning to have today. Uh, but there are things um, happen sometime and we need to fill in. And uh, for that reason, I'm just going to play another song right now. And uh, please stay with us. Don't go anywhere because I will uh, come back and we'll, we'll talk about the, um, the program for today, but also for the whole week, uh, just to look back uh, about the theme we, we talked about and uh, we discussed. And here's another song, uh, It Is Well With My Soul. And uh, I will be back with you shortly. When peace like a river Attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say It is well, it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is Hasten the day when my faith shall be aside. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trumpet shall sound and the shall descend even so it is well with my 
And welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Krita. Today, uh, uh, I am uh, very happy to have you with us, to tune in with us because we have a very, very special uh, program today. Now, let me just try to see if I can, um, if I can hear uh, David. Hey, David, uh, how are you? Can you hear us? Yes, Nick, it's great to be broadcasting with you today. Oh, beautiful. Now, David Lima is um, uh, the director of uh, Family Voice Australia for uh, South Australia and Northern Territory. And for those of you who may tune in for the first time, um, we really appreciate uh, David cam- uh, coming with us uh, on Fridays uh, many times, just for a short segment. But today we try to have a little bit longer. We hope to have uh, David for the whole hour, uh, but uh, David's a busy man and he have different... Um, um, appointments, uh, but uh, David is good to have you with us today and uh, via phone, even though you couldn't come in the studio. Uh, thank you, Nick. Now, uh, David, for the whole week, you know, we approach this um, this theme, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit and the illusion of super Christian. That was a very interesting, um, interesting one. And we dealt with some questions like, uh, does the infilling of the Holy Spirit create super Christians? And then we look at uh, another question. Uh, why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief? Then uh, how does the Holy Spirit work in the church? And just the other day um, was very interesting one again. Does tongues make a super Christian? You know, in particularly when we talk about the Holy Spirit, um, David, um, people want to have specific uh, approach, you know. And um, in Christendom, and I will say uh, probably more like in a charismatic movements, uh, it's a uh, lot of emphasis on uh, speaking in tongues, for example, and the Holy Spirit. And um, look, we are not going to talk about that today in in, um, in principle, but uh, we we may touch on a few um, few aspects, you know, David, because uh, uh, today we are going to look at this. Uh, how do I receive? The Holy Spirit. I think this is a very important and good question. And before I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, David, I would like to um, again mention to our listener that, uh, dear friend, you can be in touch with us. You can uh, share with us um, today a thought or a, a comment in regard to this uh, aspect. You just need to send a text message to zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one, and we'll be very happy to um, to take that message on and maybe have a comment on uh, on that message. Now, um, David, uh, what is the view from Family Voice Australia? Yes. About the Holy Spirit. Yes. 
Well, Nick, you've raised a very important question here in relation to this idea of sort of super Christians uh, and that somehow the Holy Spirit will, will make people into super beings. Mm. Well, it is, it is certainly the case that the Holy Spirit does live within the hearts of everyone who professes faith in Jesus. That's a wonderful thing. And indeed, the law of God is then written on our hearts, which, which is a, a beautiful thought. But, you know, Nick, I, I think constantly of the way in which Peter, who was so transformed from being a Christ denier mm. to his, his, his great uh, spokesman, uh, who, who said, we cannot help but speak about the things we've seen and heard. This same Peter went on to earn a rebuke, a powerful rebuke from the Apostle Paul in relation to his behavior and his theology and his actions. So it's clear that the boldness of Peter wasn't so much an energizing from the Holy Spirit as it was his own willingness to name Christ and to profess Christ as Savior and Lord. He had been utterly transformed. The listeners, I'm sure, know the story that he, he three times denied Jesus and then right. when Jesus came back and revealed himself to Peter and to others, Peter was utterly captivated by that, and indeed the Holy Spirit was then within him as a, as a, as a Christian, as a believer in Christ, a redeemed believer. But that didn't mean that his theology was always correct mm. or his actions. And so Peter rebuked him to his face, it says. He said that uh, Peter was withdrawing in fellowship uh, away from the Gentiles and with the Jews, and he was being drawn into into uh, Old Testament thinking. So uh, he he had the Holy Spirit, but he presumably wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit or even uh, allowing allowing fleshly thinking to get in the way. Yes. And so we we need to get rid of this idea that somehow there are, there are super Christians out there who are just so full of the Holy Spirit that uh, they can do no wrong, so to speak. Uh, but the truth is that it's up to you and me to to work in partnership with the Holy Spirit, mm. not to grieve. Mm. The Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So it is entirely possible for me and you or any of the listeners to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's a choice we make. Do you see that? So uh, it's very important that we make right choices. That means that, yes, we pray for the Holy Spirit's infilling and for his leading, but we also do not neglect the mind and the senses, and those that God has raised up to provide leadership in the church, that the church's theologians, our yep. pastors and teachers, yes. uh, and, and, and those who, who will train and equip. So there's a wonderful partnership which is required. In other words, Nick, it would be a mistake for me to say, look, I'm just going to wait for the Holy Spirit to deal with this problem that I've got in my life, and, and when he does it, it'll all be fine. Well, that's kind of a cop-out mm. because... The, the scriptures speak about us grieving the Holy Spirit, and the corollary to that, of course, is that we can work in partnership with the Spirit, in harmony with the Spirit, but it's our choice. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, David. And, you know, I'm glad that you mention, um, in particularly that aspect of grieving the Holy Spirit, because that tells us something important. That tells us that Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, it's a person. It's, yes. not, it's not just a force or some, uh, something which, you know, some people may, may believe. I mean, the Holy Spirit 
possesses attributes belonging only to God. Yes. And he's omnipresent. The, the psalmist, you know, David, uh, exclaiming, um, where can I go from thy spirit? And uh, you can read that in Psalm 139, verse 7, which says, yeah, or, where can I flee from thy presence? The Holy Spirit is also omniscient. I mean, that, that's a fancy word, you know, those fancy words, but he knows what's going on, you know, he knows everything. Because Paul says, I mean, and you, you, you mentioned Apostle Paul, you know, says that the, the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. How interesting, eh? Um, and the, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the Spirit of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11, you know, and the Holy Spirit is omnipotent also, since he distributes gifts to each one individually. Again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 11, uh, you can read about things like this. But David, let me ask you another question if I can. How does the Holy Spirit change the individual? Yes. Well, every every good thing that happens to a believer is through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings conviction, firstly. That is, he, he reminds us of what we're doing wrong. Mm. And then he, he induces us towards repentance. And repentance means going, going the right way, turning away from the wrong way and going the right way. It's like doing a U-turn on the road. And that brings salvation. And on that basis, we then have reconciliation that is between man and God and then between people. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. And then the, then we engage in fellowship with others for accountability and for encouragement. And there's a wonderful story about a, uh, a professor of theology who would love to receive students to come and speak with him and one day, uh, this young person came in and had a meeting with the professor, and they were sitting in front of an uh, open fire of glowing orange coals. Mm. And this young person said, "Oh, I'm sick of the church. You know, why should I? Why should I go to church?" And the professor didn't say a word. He just reached out with the tongs, took a glowing orange coal from the fire, and set that down on the hearth. And in a few moments, it was cold and grey. And then, again, without saying a word, he set it back in with the other coals of the fire, and soon it was glowing orange and hot again. Uh, and that answered the question. So what I'm saying, Nick, is that the, the Holy Spirit prompts us towards fellowship. Because yes. the same Spirit that is in me is in you, and mm. therefore we have Christ in common. The Scripture refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Jesus. It's in the book of Acts, the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah. That's a wonderful thought. So it is his spirit within us. Uh, the scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Jesus comes into our hearts. It's a wonderful thing. So Christians, we have this in common. Therefore, we learn to love each other and connect with each other. So it's a beautiful outworking of the Holy Spirit there, Nick. Absolutely right, David. Uh, it's so true, you know, because uh, too often we either neglect the work of the Holy Spirit or the uh, impact of the Holy Spirit in our life, or we we go on the other side, you know, um, uh, just uh, from a 
as I said a, a bit earlier, from a charismatic point of view, you know, uh, going to the extremes, you know, and I heard things about, uh, oh, if you don't speak in tongues, that means you don't have the Holy Spirit. And uh, then if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not saved. And yeah. those um, things are very strong, you know, to say, uh, I believe the Bible is so clear in regard to the role uh, of the Holy Spirit in our life. Because uh, Jesus, uh, uh, his ascension, you know, when those people who were with Jesus for uh, a number of years, they were upset, you know, they were sad because now they lost, uh, you know, their friend, their savior, Jesus. And interesting that Jesus says, I'm going to the Father, and I will send you another comforter. How interesting is that he said another comforter, because Jesus was a comforter, you know, uh, for yes. all the people on this earth, and he expects me and you, David, to be comforters, you know, to right. to other people. But that yes. can be done only through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, because uh, that's what Jesus said, I will send you another comforter to be with you in all places, you know, wherever you go. And uh, like Jesus, for example, he took human body and he was restricted, you know, sometime from, uh, you know, uh, unless he uh, he, had, he used those attributes of God attributes, you know, to, to go from one place to the other instantly, you know what I mean? Uh, but he says that the Holy Spirit will be a comforter for us. And how important it is to understand the role of the Holy Spirit and to receive the Holy Spirit to receive this promise from Jesus Christ. Let me just um, go a bit further, uh, David, and um, I may ask you this uh, this question now: How does the individual receive the Holy Spirit? Yes, yes, simply by professing faith in Jesus. Mm. All who all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Uh, it's as simple as that. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, if you if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right. So the Holy the Holy Spirit comes in at that at that instant at that point. Mm. And mm. it's the, it's really the work of the Holy Spirit to prompt the the sinner to be sorry for his sin and to realize that he must repent of his sin, turn away from wrongdoing. And uh, the, the Bible, the Bible says, "Repent and believe." And so, we we must be aware of our sinful condition and our need for salvation. How can we be saved if we don't admit a need for for salvation? Mm. But as we admit that need, then the Holy Spirit brings that conviction and enters into our heart at that moment of salvation. So, th- there may be a dramatic event with the Apostle Paul. Uh, you know that the risen Christ appeared to him, and uh, I have a friend who saw a vision of Jesus as mm. he was just—he was a strong atheist—and just you know quietly reflecting one day in his lounge room at home, uh, flames of fire appeared all around in the room, and Jesus revealed himself to this fellow. And my, my friend came home from school, and he said that his father was utterly transformed, utterly transformed. Right. And so this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, it may be dramatic for some people, whereas for others, it's a very quiet little event. Mm. But there is nevertheless that wonderful conviction. There's a, a, a perception of certainty that 
oh, thank God that I don't have to carry this guilt any longer. Thank God I don't have to carry my sins any longer. Uh, God is forgiving me of my sins as I confess them, and I turn away from my wrongdoing, and I receive this free gift of salvation, and the Holy Spirit enters my heart. So it's just a, a simple question of asking and saying, saying like as, as Peter was walking on the water and he fell, started to fall into the waves, and he said, Lord, save me. It's just three words. Mm, it's very mm, simple. Mm. Lord, save me. Oh, that's wonderful, uh, David. And it's so simple, you know. Um, yes. uh, Sometimes we think it's complicated, you know, and that's yes, why many right. many people they don't even uh, attempt to um, to do something in their life, you know, for a change because they think, ah, yes. you know, it's too complicated. I'm looking at myself and uh, what a wretched man that I am. And you know, somebody in the Bible said that Apostle Paul, I think, was yeah. But uh, if we are sincere with ourselves and. Uh, we ask for the Holy Spirit. God will bless us. God will send the Holy Spirit. And interesting that you said uh, <clears throat> something that, you know, the Holy Spirit has also the role of um, to convince us of sin, you know, and to come to repentance. And when we come to repentance, then uh, we are in connection with uh, with God because we lost that connection because of sin. And um, uh, I have a, a wonderful book in front of me, uh, David, um, uh, talking about uh, the greatest need, you know, the greatest need. And the greatest need is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, um, as I said, uh, some groups uh, may emphasize more on the Holy Spirit and some less. But we all, as believers in God, as Christians, we all need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And in this book by uh, Ron Cluzet, it um, says that uh, Adventism, greatest need. And when it says Adventism, you know, uh, it can be, the connotation, you know, can be sometimes uh, um, a bit different because people may believe, oh, this applies to a category of people, to a group of people. But actually, the word Advent means awaiting for the second coming of Jesus which I believe all Christians are awaiting for the second coming of Jesus. Is that done right, David? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and then we all have this great need. And I just want to uh, to read a short passage from this book, uh, David, and before I'm asking you uh, another question. It is through the Holy Spirit that Christ dwells in us. Yes. And the Spirit of God received into the heart by faith is the beginning of the life eternal. Did you read that? The book is asking here, the, you know, and it's interesting, my dear listener, do you hear this? You know, life eternal may start right here. We just need to be in the right company. And further on, it says here, this, uh, this little paragraph, paragraph says that through the Spirit, Christ dwells in us. To dwell is to live or to stay as a permanent resident. Can you fathom the thought of Jesus living in you? Consider this other statement. Transformation of character is the testimony to the world of indwelling Christ. The Spirit of God produces a new life in the soul, beginning the thoughts and desires into obedience to the will of 
Christ and the inward man is renewed in the image of God. What an uh, important thought there uh, from this uh, beautiful uh, book, uh, David. Now, just um, uh, before you go, and uh, let me ask you, how many minutes do you have uh, available for me today? Uh, uh, one, one more minute. One please. more minute. Okay, I'll ask you the last, <laughs> the last question, okay? Yeah. How does the uh, Holy Spirit change the culture? Because we live in a culture where, you know, it's very difficult to, to see the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Well, entire communities can be transformed by the power of the gospel mm. as people receive Christ as Savior and Lord. And that's really the history of our entire heritage in Europe, where the gospel has uh, taken root so strongly. The gospel has not taken root so strongly in places such as China mm. or in, uh, in India, for example. But uh, there are still millions of Christians there, but it's not overwhelming the way it was historically in Europe. And that's why Europe has been so instrumental in giving so many good things to the world, because the culture was transformed, yes. because the hearts and minds of the people were transformed. And so the terrible violence which used to rage in Europe was overcome by the gospel. And we've learned not to hurt each other and, and to kill each other. You know, the violence that used to occur in Britain and in Europe, for example, uh, a couple of hundred years ago, but when, when the gospel really was spread Uh, powerfully it had a transforming uh, quality mm. and that that is has meant that australia which is which has come from our european heritage in the world yeah. uh, is a nation which has such a rich christian civic heritage uh, and and that's why there are so many good things here in australia it's because of our faith in christ and so if if more nations of the world could receive christ uh at the rank and file level, at the grassroots level, then there would be a necessary cultural change, yeah. which is a wonderful thing. And so that's my prayer, Nick, for Australia, because we call ourselves sometimes the, uh, the, the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and that's a wonderful uh, phrase that was used all those years ago and I think is going to be uh, wonderfully instrumental in shaping things into the future. So uh, that's that's my prayer. Oh, oh David, and uh, can you, in in couple of words, just pray for uh, for our listeners, for our ourselves, you know, in regard to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely, uh, Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We'll, we've been able to share the name of Jesus on the radio waves across Australia, mm. and we do pray that every listener will respond, turning away from sin, receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord, allowing His Holy Spirit to enter their hearts to begin that wonderful transforming work. And so we commit each listener to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, and we really appreciate that you took a, a bit of time, you know, and uh, you stretch it a little bit to be with us today. But may God bless you. And um, looking forward to see you back uh, with us in the studio next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. Cheerio. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are also very thankful to the support of uh, Adventist World Radio, uh, being our sponsor, and uh, uh, happy to yeah to to thank them when we can. Uh, also by this means, you know, just playing a little um, little jingle there. Um, my dear friend, uh, right now uh, I would like to give you a wonderful book. It's our free offer for uh, today, and the book is called. Uh, 
Steps to a Personal Revival. You know, in life, we need uh, a few things to, to do. Uh, first of all, if we are, we are not happy with our uh, life, we need to look at the condition of ourselves. And uh, it's not hard to see the condition, okay? We are very sinful people. Then when, uh, when we realize that, I think it's good to pray that God will change our heart. And you know, even as Christians, sometimes we can fall into that uh, lethargy. We can fall into that routine. And we may lose that focus, that first love, which the Bible uh, uh, talks about. And it's necessarily a revival in our life. And in uh, history, uh, it happened a few times, you know, a few revivals uh, during the Reformation time and some other periods when uh, people uh, woke up and realized that that's um, not good what they're doing. And when you experience a revival, it will come with that reform. You know, you need to change things in your life. Now, let me tell you about this book, just a few things. What did Jesus teach about the Holy Spirit? Is there a spiritual cause to our problems? Is the case of a lack of the Holy Spirit? How can I grow to be happy and strong Christian? How can the Holy Spirit fill our lives today, right now? We don't need to wait, you know, until I will sort out a few things in our life. Today we can experience that. And this book, it's, uh, it's wonderful. You know, uh, it has um, quite a few chapters, but uh, can be yours today if you send us a text message with a code SA39. SA stands for South Australia, number 39. You just need to send this um, uh, text message to 488 one. Again, I will repeat that number, 048-880-811. And the book is yours, free of charge, no obligation. We are very happy to, to share with you this book. Now, on the same number which I just gave you, you can still come with us. You can come with a question or a comment uh, in regard to this program today. How do I receive the Holy Spirit? Or um, for the whole week, um, we, we dealt with this, the Holy Spirit and the illusion of a super Christian. And by the way, if you miss some of the programs um, uh, during the week, it's very easy to go back and listen and um, yeah, see what, uh, what we talked about uh, and our uh, hosts on this uh, radio program, uh, Drive Time BQ&A. Uh, talked about during the week and I mentioned those good questions, very big questions. Does the infilling of the Holy Spirit creates a super Christian or uh, why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief? How does the Holy Spirit work in the church? And does tongues make a super Christian? All those uh, questions um, and including today uh, question, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Uh, you can find them uh, on our website uh, if you go on faithfm.com.au or if you download the free app, Faith FM Australia, you can listen on demand, on your demand there. You can find all the programs there and it's very easy, you know, to have it in your pocket uh, uh, in case if you experience some uh, areas where 
the signal can be a bit scratchy and it happens you know when uh, when you go on waves uh, and by the way if you are listening from uh, south australia uh, we are broadcasting uh, mainly on uh, 88.0 but also in the southern suburb- suburbs and uh, northern suburbs you can check on 87.8 and if you listen anywhere in the country it's good actually to check these frequencies uh, to change interchange the frequencies in case if you if you um, experience some uh, loss of signal and we have three three frequencies 88.0 87.8 and 87.6 okay um, again the book is yours today steps to personal revival you just need to send us a text message with the code s839 to 04880811 but right now we are going to have a song uh, jesus king of angels by fernando ortega King of angels, heaven's light Shine your face upon this house tonight Let no evil come into my dreams Light of heaven, keep
Jesus, King of angels, heaven's light. Hold my hand and keep me through this night. Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And uh, today we are talking about how do I receive the Holy Spirit. Just um, for the first part of the program, um, we we were happy to have David Lima from Family Voice Australia with us uh, over the phone, uh, talking about a few aspects about uh, how the individual can experience the Holy Spirit or even uh, in the culture, you know, in society, uh, how the Holy Spirit can uh, have an infl- impact or an influence. And um, if you miss uh, some parts of this program, you can always uh, listen back uh, by going to faithfm.com.au or having um, a FaithFM app, FaithFM Australia, if you like to download that free app, if you don't have it yet, and listen to the program. Now, um, just to remind our listeners that uh, for the whole um, week, we dealt with, um, under this theme, uh, the Holy Spirit and the illusion of super Christians. And a few questions which we asked, um, does the infilling of the Holy Spirit create a super Christian? And why is the Holy Spirit so key to personal belief? How does the Holy Spirit work in the church? And does tongues make a super Christian? What wonderful questions. Uh, and uh, our hosts and co-hosts on this uh, program, they, uh, I believe they did their best to uh, address those questions. And um, today I'm still waiting for you to come with me uh, because uh, for some reason, uh, one of our co-hosts just not feeling so well. I had to fill in with other people and um, I feel a bit alone here in the studio. And I would like you to be part of the program by sending us a text message uh, on 048880811 with a question or a comment in regard to the program today and or the question which we have for today. Now, I just mentioned a bit earlier uh, while I was talking to uh, David Lima uh, that I'm reading right now a book, a beautiful book called uh, um, Adventism's Greatest Need, the Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I really enjoy this book because uh, um, addresses some of the important aspects of the Holy Spirit. You know, some people believe that it's just a force. Um, you know, some other people say that uh, uh, a divine person, uh, it's part of the Godhead, as the Bible puts it. You know, uh, and even Jesus spoke about this when he um, sent us all as Christians to share with uh, many people in this world, uh, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, uh, when he said, and now, and go and uh, preach and teach uh, everything what I have uh, commanded you, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, this is very important that uh, we understand uh, uh, not only the role of the Holy Spirit, but the attributes 
of the Holy Spirit. And I just read from um, uh, the book uh, uh, Adventism's Greatest Need, uh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a couple of uh, passages. And I may like to just share a little bit uh, more. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. This is, uh, you can find this in Romans chapter uh, 8, uh, verse 9. And then it says here, if Christ is in you, the Spirit is alive. It was the Spirit of Christ within the Old Testament prophets that led them to prophesy of the grace that would come. And you can find this if you read in First Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 11, uh, for example. Is the Spirit of Christ a spirit emanating from Christ or is he the Holy Spirit? What a good question. Isaiah the, um, uh, had prophesied that the Spirit of the Lord, which we like to think, uh, you know, to believe that's the third person of the Godhead, would rest on the Messiah, the Spirit of wisdom and um, Understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And you can read that in Isaiah chapter uh, 11, uh, verse 2. The spirit is mentioned seven times in this passage. In the book of Revelation, seven spirits are mentioned in reference to the lamb who was slain. And you can check that uh, if you like, Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. In the Bible, the number 7 denotes completion, perfection. So Jesus was the one full of the Spirit, the supreme example of one with the totality of God's presence in his life. The one who daily received the baptism of the Spirit. And this is the reason Paul and Peter and uh, David de Lima mentioned about both of them um, how they even uh, had some issues because they were human beings also. They were not super Christians. Uh, they were like us. But Paul and Peter uh, used the expression the Spirit of Christ. Christ was so full of the Holy Spirit. They were so one and the same, even though distinct person. We have to keep in mind that. When you consider the expression, the gift of God in the New Testament, you find this beautiful truth. Is the gift of God the Holy Spirit or is salvation in Jesus? I mean, let's review some examples. The first is Jesus' encounter with a Samaritan woman. And Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is, uh, who it is, who says to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Now again, this you can read in John chapter 4, uh, verse 10. Which gift is he um, talking about here? 
The context indicates the gift of salvation. Next, and, and Peter rebuked Simon. And Simon was, uh, and not to confuse because Peter was named Simon also uh, before. But this is another Simon here because he was trying to obtain the gift of the Holy Spirit with money. But Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. And that's uh, found in Acts chapter 8, verse 20. And the third example is the immortal Pauline's uh, statement. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And you can read that in Romans chapter 6, uh, verse 23. The fourth example finds Paul advocating for the spiritual gift of celibacy. I think I had that said it correct uh, in the Corinthian church. And he says this, I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and the other in the other manner, you know, in First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. And um, next is one of the clearest statement of how we are saved and um, the role of the Holy Spirit. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one may boast. Again, you can find this uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And um, the last one I may just share uh, with you uh, today is um, is this. For this reason, I remind you to uh, kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. You can read this in First Timothy, chapter one, verse six and say seven. Now, do you see it? Three times the gift of God refers to the gift of Christ's salvation, and three times the gift or gifts of the Holy Spirit. The point is that with the Spirit comes everything we need in Jesus, salvation and spirit reception are intertwined you know you cannot uh, talk about salvation and uh, not experience uh, the holy spirit in in your life only to those who wait humbly upon god who watch for his guidance and grace is the spirit given the power of god awaits their demand and reception. These promised blessings claimed by faith brings all other blessings in its train. It is given according to the riches of the grace of Christ and he is ready to supply every soul 
according to the capacity to receive. This is why when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive salvation. What a wonderful thing. The gift of the Spirit is the gift of salvation. Oh, wait, you may ask. Weren't the disciples saved already by the time they received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost? And you know, this is a good, good question. But the answer is yes and no. Because, you know, we just mentioned here that uh, daily there was a need of being born again. And the Holy Spirit has that role of convincing us of sin and to, um, to give us a new beginning, to be born again. All right? Then uh, doesn't mean that, you know, that statement or that belief that once saved, forever saved, uh, is biblical. Because you can experience salvation and you can walk astray and you can lose it. Now, it's another topic maybe, and we, we can deal with that another program um, to talk about uh, God's provision through His Son, Jesus Christ, and how we are saved because of His blood. Um, and uh, that was for all people. Because in John 3.16, it says that uh, uh, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, to die for whoever, whoever believes in him. I mean, that wh- whoever is you, myself, and everybody on this earth, but we need to believe in him. Because if we don't believe in him, we'll not experience salvation. Hey, our time is uh, coming to a close uh, right now, and um, I would like to to give you this uh, book again, you know, I mean, to mention the the free offer which we have for today, because maybe some of you tune in a bit later or you missed out uh, at the beginning, the information we have. And it's a wonderful uh, book called Steps to Personal Revival by uh, Helmut uh, Haubel. Haubel. Hopefully I pronounced that correct. But anyway, uh, this is a wonderful uh, book, uh, which uh, you can have it by just requesting through a text message. And you need to send us a text message to 0488880811 with the code SA39. SA stands for South Australia, number 39. Now make sure that uh, you don't uh, make space in between SA and 39. Just just write it there, SA39, send it to us and our uh, friendly uh, robot will ask you a couple of questions, you know, uh, to, um, to be recorded, you know, to receive this, uh, this free offer. But yes, uh, our program uh, uh, is coming to a close today. We dealt with a wonderful uh, topic for the whole week, the Holy Spirit and the illusion of super-Christians. We asked a few questions like, uh, does the infilling of the Holy Spirit create super-Christians? Or why is the Holy Spirit so key to uh, personal belief? Uh, How does the Holy Spirit work in the church? And does tongues make us super Christians? And today we dealt with this question, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? 
if you miss on um, some of these programs, it's very easy to go back to our uh, website, faithfm.com.au and uh, listen back to them. Uh, or just download uh, our free app, Faith FM Australia. Faith FM Australia, uh, download that app and you'll have a uh, um, choice there to to listen back to our programs, but also to some other programs, which I also produce for Faith FM, like um, In the Footsteps of Jesus or uh, Give Me the Bible, um, Bible Study and all those programs and many, many others. Uh, you'll be um, You'll be able to listen back. But my dear friend, uh, this is uh, what we had for uh, for today, and um, thank you for uh, tuning in with us uh, today, and uh, thank you for requesting uh, the book. Um, Diana, I can see that uh, you you just um, came with a message, and thank you for uh, for that. If you are still listening, uh, the book will be yours uh, very soon. But. Um, I would like to inform you for our next uh, week and uh, the team which we prepare for next week, which is uh, called The Cross is Not Enough. I'm pausing a little bit there because you may say, well, what are you saying there? But we're asking this question uh, in the next program. Should I celebrate Easter? Because that's just coming up soon. Uh, please join us next time and enjoy the program with us. But uh, right now, we'd like to just say to you goodbye through a song, Lover of My Soul. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Jesus, lover of my soul, let me to thy bosom fly. Roll while the tempest still is high. Hide me, O my Savior, till the storm of life is past. Safe into the haven, guide, O receive. My soul at last. Other refuge have I none. Hangs my helpless soul on thee. Leave, oh, leave me not alone. Still support and comfort me. Trust on His day. All my help from Thee I bring. Cover my defenseless head with the shadow of Thy wing. Plenteous grace with Thee is found. Raised to cover all my sin. Let the healing streams abound, make and keep 
be pure.